Hey, good morning, CityGate Church and all of our online guests today. Um, I'd like us to turn in the Bibles, please, to 1 Chronicles and chapter 1. And we're going to read six verses there. And it's from the account where Solomon, um, he becomes king of Israel. So a very powerful time for Solomon. And it says this, And so Solomon, he went up there to the bronze altar before the Lord, which was at the tabernacle of eating. It was the place where people met with God. And um, it says he offered a thousand burnt offerings on the altar. What an incredible expression of love for God. What an incredible expression of passion and desire for God. It's easy to read that verse and just sort of, you know, gloss over it. He went up to the altar and Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings. I don't know how long that took. I don't know how many people it took to do it. But it really indicates at the very start of today's sermon, at the very start of today's um, discussion really on, on what's going on here with Solomon, is this idea that Solomon was hungry for God. Uh, he was so passionate for God. He had such a heart for God. He had such a desire for God that he would do anything he could to lay hold of what God had for his life. At the very start of this whole new season for Solomon, he was saying right in the middle of it, I want God. And I want to encourage us, you know, with everything that's going on, 2020, the year of firsts, the year of, of incredible breakthroughs, I believe, a year of tremendous pain, a year of tremendous uh, uh, challenge, a year of having to learn new things and understand new things. This is a first for all of us. Um, at this time in the body of Christ, I want to encourage us all to put God first place, to put God in the center of our passion, of our desires. Let's be like Solomon here. God, I'm going to do everything I can to lay hold of your word, of your presence, of your understanding of your spirit at this time. So Solomon, a thousand burnt offerings on the altar. And it says, on that night, almighty God appeared to Solomon. Again, it's so easy to just gloss over these verses and just to read the verse, God appeared. It's my prayer at this time that each of us are encountering Almighty God. With everything that we're facing right now, let's be encountering Almighty God and His presence. And it says, God said to him, ask, what shall I give you? Melfi paraphrase. What do you want, Solomon? What do you want? You know, you say you're passionate. You say you're hungry for me. What do you want? And Solomon said to God, you've shown incredible mercy to David, my father, and you've made me king in his place. Now, O Lord God, let your promise to David, my father, be established. For you have made me king over a people like the dust of the earth. Now give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people. For who can judge this great people of yours? Then God said to Solomon, because this was in your heart, Solomon, and you've not asked for wealth or for honor or for abundance in that area or, or the life of your enemies, nor have you asked for long life for yourself, but you've asked for wisdom and knowledge for yourself in order to judge my people over whom I have made you king. 
Therefore, wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. And I will give you the riches and the wealth and the honour such as none of the kings have had who were before you, nor shall any after you have anything like it. What an incredible promise for God. This was life-changing for Solomon. You know, this one night changed his life forever. And I've said for years, I heard it, you know, said to me years ago, one word from God can change your life forever. And I believe that in every circumstance, every situation. One word from God is what we need. One word from God and we know how to be. One word from God and we have authority over our enemies. One word from God and we are exalted above the circumstances we find ourselves in. One word from God because God's word is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides the spirit, the soul, the joints, the marrow, how you feel, how you are. It, it upholds all things. The Bible says God upholds all things by the power of his word. The word of God is what we need right now in this middle of this year that we've never experienced anything like it. We need the Word of God. I want to encourage you with all the voices that are coming in right now, all the opinions, all the voices that are, are being voiced so powerfully around the world today. Can I encourage us to have our ears open for the Word of God? What does God want to say to me today? You know, I've got three boys and the amount of times we've asked, especially as they grow older, what do you want for your birthday? What do you want for your birthday? And you know what? I think sometimes it's like, oh, I don't know, just anything. I, you know, there's nothing I really want. And, you know, other times it's been, I want this and I want that toy and I want a horse or I want, a, I want something. And, you know, our desires are really powerful things. And... As a parent, I want to provide good gifts for my children. I want to provide things that they have on their heart. And I believe today God is saying to each of us, what do you want? Just like he said to Solomon, what do you want? And as we go through this today, I want us to take our cue really from Solomon. He knew exactly what he wanted. He knew exactly. I don't think he took half an hour to think about it and say, let me get back to you, God. I don't think he had to say, well, let me come back. I'll pray about it for a little bit. That's interesting. He's talking to the father. But, you know, I'll go and think about it. I'll go and pray about it. What do you want? I don't know. Could be this, could be that. You know, something came alive in Solomon that night that changed his life forever. And it was the answer that he gave that I want us to think about today. He said, Lord, I want wisdom. I want to know how to do the job I'm supposed to be doing. I want to understand. I want to hear. I want to learn. I want to hear your voice. One translation, in fact, really at the heart of this, it says, I want a hearing heart. I want to hear from God. There's a lot of noise in the world, and I want to hear that still, small voice of the Holy Spirit on the inside. I believe that is the greatest request that anybody can ever have from God. And I want to ask you today, friend, if God was to turn up to you today, right now in your lounge, and say, you can have anything you want, I wonder what you'd ask for. I wonder what I'd ask for. Uh, you know, obviously Solomon says, I want a hearing heart. I want to hear your voice. I want wisdom on the inside. And God said, you didn't ask for money. You didn't ask for honor. You didn't ask for a long life. You didn't ask for the death of your enemies. 
You didn't ask for this. You didn't ask for that. You asked for one thing because you had an understanding, Solomon, that in that request, it is going to affect every part of your life. He asked the greatest thing. You know, sometime after that, many years after, actually, he wrote the book of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes and other things. And of course, we see the effects of the answer of that prayer. He was the most incredible man, incredible insights, said the most amazing things. You know, it says in, in um, James, we are to be quick to listen, slow to speak slow to become angry. That's at the heart of being a wise person is saying, I'm not going to do all the talking. I'm going to hear what's going on. I'm going to learn. And that's what, you know, he learned. And it says here in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, he said, and this is sometime later, he'd learned something and he's encouraging us today to guard our heart with all diligence for out of the heart flow the forces or the issues of life. The heart is the principal thing. What goes on in the heart affects our whole world. What goes on in our heart affects the words we speak. What goes on in our speech affects the lives that we live. But it all comes from the heart. He learned that everything flows from the heart. So therefore, we're to maintain a healthy heart. The Bible says a lot about our heart. It's important. Why? Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, the Bible says. The Bible says we are to believe something in our heart and confess that out of our mouth. The Bible says that life flows from the heart. We live from our heart. And the Bible says, obviously, from this passage, we have a hearing heart. So our heart is the principal thing. Our heart is where God speaks. God actually affects us from the inside out. You know, the Bible says, you know, don't clean up the outside of a person first. Clean up the inside, and then the outside will sort out. These are very, very profound things. The heart is absolutely vital to how we live our lives and how we speak words in the days that... Um, each of us are in at the moment. Ephesians chapter 1, I'd like to read a little passage there. And it says this, and it's a prayer really from the Apostle Paul to the Ephesian church. He said, therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. Isn't that the mark of the church? You know, the Lord Jesus said, they will know we are Christians because we love one another. And because of your love for all of the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, Ephesian church. And I, I talk about you all the time in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of, of wisdom and understanding in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that the light can turn on. Have you ever had a moment where the light turns on? You get it? You know, perhaps you didn't get it before and now you get it. I can remember, you know, King David in the Old Testament. He'd been anointed king three times. And then it says all of a sudden he perceived that he was king. It was, um, it, it was an instant of understanding. He went to bed last night and he'd been anointed, but he didn't really know. The next day he gets up, I'm king. I'm not just anointed king. I know I'm king. Something changed on the inside. The light went on. Um, it says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the uh, of riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. According to the, the powerful, almighty working of God's power, 
which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and he seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above the principalities and powers, might and dominion <clears throat> and every name that is named, not only in this age but also in the age that is to come. And he put all things under his feet. These are prayers I'm praying, uh, you know, so much at the moment, all through this year, since we've had the lockdown, um, you know, since everything's been going on this year. What a year we've had. The amount of times I've been praying, God, you put all things under the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, you put all things under my feet in Jesus' mighty name. You know, sickness and disease is under our feet. You know, the COVID virus is under our feet. You know, financial restriction is under our feet. Issues of, of division in the body of Christ are under our feet. Hatred in the world is under our feet. Um, these things are under our feet and I want to declare it loud and clearly in our world today, you know, here in Citygate Church Online, that issues of hatred, of 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 division of all sorts, the rich and the poor and the black and the white Racism is under our feet. And as the body of Christ, let's join together with one voice and with one heart and stand as the body of Christ and declare God's love amongst us and declare God's truth into the world around us at this time. And it says, and he's given him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. What an amazing prayer. You know what, I just want to go through that prayer just a little bit today and just pick out three or four things that I believe are really important as we have times when the light turns on, when God speaks. Solomon prayed, God, give me a hearing heart. I want to know, I want a wise and discerning heart. As we pray this prayer, what can happen? Well, you know, from this Ephesians passage, four things happen. The first thing is this. The eyes of our understanding are opened, are enlightened. As I've said, we have that moment where the light turns on. That's happened to me so many times. That's happened to me as I've read God's word. Many, many times I'll just be in God's word and, and all of a sudden I just hear. I'm not saying I hear an audible voice of God, but it's as if, wow, God has just dropped a truth into my spirit and my life will never be the same again. You know what? One word from God can change everything forever. And when the eyes of your understanding are enlightened, you know how that happens? That happens through the Holy Spirit. You know what? There's all sorts of learning today, all sorts of education. There's all sorts of comment, all sorts of opinion, all sorts of discussion. But these things happen by one thing, and that is when the Holy Spirit drops a word into your heart. The Holy Spirit reveals the word of God. So I want to encourage you all this week, let's spend time in God's word because you know what? The Holy Spirit will drop words into our spirit for us to live by. And the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened. We will see things we've never seen before. I believe that, you know, as we, as we experience this year, as we go through new experiences, new challenges, at the very heart of how we're going to come out of this on top, is going to be, have we listened to the voice of Almighty God? Have we heard the word of God on the inside? Earlier this year, I preached a series on Elijah. And of course, there's a number of things that are central to that. When the brook dries up, arise and go to Zarephath. That was central to it. Things like, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. And friend, I tell you what, I've just been, you know, over at the 
uh, dream wall here in the church and I just went through some of the dreams and it's yes, amen. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain as Almighty God fulfills his promises for each and every person. There are dreams on that wall. We're still praying. We're still standing and believing. I expect a whole load have already been fulfilled. But you know what? I absolutely believe that as we spend time with God and as we hear God, um, we see things we've never seen before. God wants to give you a new dream. God wants to give you a new experience. God wants to give you a new expectation. Why? Because we can see things we've never seen before. That opens up whole new possibilities for us. It, it, it can exhort our lives you know, to new levels, to new heights, new heights in our relationship with God and in family life and in all of these things. I believe as God speaks and as our eyes are flooded with light, we are empowered and his joy, which is our strength, can flow through us and be overflowing in our lives. Isn't it good to have a wise and discerning heart? As we hear the voice of God, our understanding is flooded with light. Number two, today as we go through what happens when we hear the voice of God and we, and we receive a wisdom from God, here it says in Ephesians, it says that we can discover the calling that God has for us. I think all of us have prayed prayers and have been in situations where it's like, I just don't know what God wants for my life. We know, I, I want to I clarify my purpose. The amount of people have said, Pastor Jay, I want to know why I'm here. And again, as we hear the voice of God, something happens on the inside. We begin to learn our purpose. For us to keep in step with our purpose is what it is to live the abundant life. The abundant life, of course, is about how, you know, God's hand upon us and the, the you know, abundance that we experience around us. But, you know, to be honest, the fullness of life happens when we live in the middle of God's will for our life. Everything around us will rise or fall dependent on what's going on on the inside of us. If we live in the purpose of God, in the calling that God has for our life, of course we're called to be like Christ. We are uh, called as the body of Christ. You know, he said to go into all the world and to make disciples of every nation. That's absolutely central to who we are. But you know what? God's got promises for you. God's got a plan for your life, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, give you a hope and a future, plans for good and not of evil. God has spoken words over your life for you to fulfill, for you to be all that God has called you to be. And as we develop a wise and discerning heart, as Paul prayed, God, give them a spirit of wisdom. Lord, a spirit of understanding. As we pray that over our own lives, own lives and as we receive that, you know what? We are going to have far more clarity on the purpose that God has ordained for our lives. What a wonderful way to live our lives. It gives us confidence. It gives us conviction. It gives us joy. And it also sets us up in authority in our lives over everything that the enemy would want to do. When you say, I know who I am and I know why I'm here and I know whose I am, you know what? You can stand tall and you can stand in authority over every plan of the enemy. You know, the third thing that we find here is that we will know and lay hold of our inheritance from God. I'm really passionate about inheritance. You know, something I began to understand some of these things a long time ago. The fact that in Christ, I have an inheritance. 
Now, the Bible says that inheritance is kept in heaven and it'll never perish, spoil or fade. But that does not mean to say we can't receive from that inheritance now. It comes from God. It comes from heaven. And our inheritance is absolutely vital. But you know what I think is a very sad thing? That so many people do not know their inheritance. They don't understand it. And the inheritance is really contained in God's word. The Bible says over, you know, it says all through the Bible, you know what, how you think is going to be how you live. If you understand something, then you can live in the good of that understanding. And it's absolutely vital. If I don't know that it's God's will for me to be healed, if I don't know that a part of my inheritance is by his stripes you were healed, then I will never live in the good of that inheritance, even though it's there for me. I'm sure we've all heard uh, stories of people who perhaps do not know that they've got an inheritance in a strong box somewhere, or in a safety deposit box somewhere, or in a bank account somewhere, and they live all their life and they never knew they had an inheritance you know sometimes I see um, I'm sure you've seen the antique shows on you know on TV and people bring in their antiques and say I've had this in the kitchen cupboard for 20 years is it worth anything and you know sometimes they go no it's not it's just a nice ornament but sometimes you see the most amazing amazing things there was a man um, I saw just the others um, day actually and he had a throw just a rug over the back of a chair and it had been there all his life. It had been given to him by his parents, I think. And it was just a rug, a rug over the back of a chair. And um, he brought this in and he put it up there. And he had no idea what this was. Um, he knew that it was a rug from the history of the States. It was over in America. And, um, and so as they begin to talk about it, the man said, this is a so, I can't remember all the language now, but it was a so-and-so, so-and-so, and it was a... a and it was a, a rug for this, that, and the other. And um, he said, you have a national treasure on the back of your chair. You have a national treasure here. And he said, I don't know if you felt the breath draw out of the room when I hung this up here today. He said, but I'm finding it very difficult to stand up right now. And he said, and then he put a value on it, and I think it was sold for $1.4 million. Uh, dollars, and this man thought it was a rug that was worth a few hundred pounds. I wonder how many Christians there are who just don't understand what it is we have in the Bible. This is not just a book that just can encourage us when we're down and just something to do because I feel like I better read this. It's as if we've got a national treasure on the coffee table. It's as if we've got a national treasure in the bookshelf. And it's my prayer today. You know what? As we pray, God, give me a wise and discerning heart. Give me a spirit of wisdom and understanding. As we open up the pages of this book, as we set our eyes on this book, you know what? There's a lot of things we could be seeing right now. There are a lot of images that can be burnt into our consciousness right now. There's a lot of things being reported and being discussed and being talked about right now. And I want the Word of God to have first place in our lives. What does the Word say about this? What does the Word say I'm supposed to say right now? What does the Word say I'm supposed to do? We have a national treasure on our coffee table. Let's not be ignorant of the promises of God. All the promises are yes and amen men in the word of God as we speak God's word the mountains move 
as we speak God's word, the dead situations come to life again. As we speak God's word, the flood of the anointing of the Holy Spirit can be released. As we speak God's word, God can bring transformation into the United Kingdom. As we speak God's word, God can bring healing in society. As we speak God's word, God can strengthen the weak um, and, and exalt those who are downtrodden. As we speak the word of God, all things are possible to he who believes and speaks the word of God. So as we lay hold of God's word, we can lay hold of our inheritance from God. And lastly, as we close today, and I love this last promise, <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. The apostle Paul prayed, that we would know the exceeding greatness of the power of God toward us who believe. Towards me, towards you, towards the body of Christ. This is not a promise for everybody. This is a promise for those who have given their lives to Jesus Christ. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead has raised you and I from the dead. My friend, if you've said yes to Jesus Christ, I haven't been raised from the dead physically, but in my spirit man, in that real engine room on the inside of me, I have being raised from the dead, when you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour of your life, new life is put on the inside. That same life which raised Jesus up has given me victory. That same life that raised Christ from the dead strengthens us and gives us joy on the inside. What is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? It's, a power, it's the same power that raised Christ and seated him far above all rule and authority, principality and power, name above every name. And it's the same power that has given him all authority. It's the same power which defeated his enemies. It's the same power which brought healing to the blind man. It's the same power which raised the dead. It's the same power that divided the Red Sea. It's the same power which caused fire to fall on the day of Pentecost and 3,000 people got saved and baptized that day. It's the same power which has brought change in society in days past and will bring change in society in the days to come. It's the power of Almighty God. Jesus Christ said this, do not go anywhere and don't do anything until you've received power from on high. Well, you know what the Bible says? As we receive that, that incredible spirit from God to hear his voice and to know what he's saying. You know, the Bible says, cry out for wisdom. As we cry out for wisdom, hand in hand with, with that insight and that understanding comes the incredible power of Almighty God. I'm sure I can speak for all of us. You know what? I need the power of God on a daily basis. I need the power of God to walk through what we're walking through right now. I need the power of God to walk through this isolation period. I need the power of God to walk through things of, of, of how to see God restore society. Heal the hurts and the pain. We need the power of God upon our lives. You know, Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, the Father will do for you. Why? Because as we pray, the effective, fervent, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. But we need to pray in line with the Holy Spirit. You know what, today's been a little bit of a different preach. Perhaps he'd gone, you know, perhaps gone a little bit deeper into the word of God today, but it's my prayer and it's my heart, church, that we arise and shine with the love and the, uh, and the incredible glory of Almighty God. 
But it's also my prayer today that we humble ourselves and we pray, God, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. Cry out for wisdom. And I believe God will answer that prayer. And as a result of us crying out for his wisdom, crying out for understanding right now, you know what? God is going to bring us out of every situation on top, in the victory, strengthened with might and seeing his glorious kingdom advance through our generation at this time. But friend, I want to ask you today, do you have a relationship with Almighty God? We've talked so much today about the the incredible things that happen when you hear God's voice and, and when you do have an intimate and intimacy with the Father of creation. But I want to ask you today, friend, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? You know, the Bible says that God is love. Do you know the love of God in your heart? The Bible says God is life. Do you know the abundant life of God in your life? You know what? To live as a believer in Jesus Christ, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, is life-changing. To live for God, to know His joy, to know His faith which will move every mountain, to have a relationship with the God who created you. You know what? There is nothing like it. It's why we were created. We were created to have relationship with Almighty God. So I want to ask you, friend, today, have you ever prayed a prayer to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I'm going to pray that prayer now. And and I'm going to encourage you that as I pray a prayer line by line, that you follow on out of your mouth. Speak it out of your mouth. Pray a prayer to say, Jesus, come into my life. Give your life to him. We know it's, it isn't only that we pray a prayer. It's about coming to an understanding that, you know what? God loves me and that Jesus Christ died on the cross 2,000 years ago to give me life. And we need to receive Jesus as Lord and say, Jesus, I'm no longer going to live a life apart from you. I'm going to live life for you. I'm going to live life oh, with you. So friend, I'm going to encourage you to pray a prayer now. Let's pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you demonstrated your love through sending your son to die on a cross to give me life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. I receive you into my life to be my Lord, my Savior, and my friend. I turn away from the way I've lived apart from you. And by the help of your grace and your power, I will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you've prayed that prayer, I believe you're now a Christian. You've given your life to God. And the Bible says by the power of his spirit, he's now made his home in you. Of course, there are going to be some next steps. We've talked a lot of, you know, today about the Bible. We need to, you know, to open the Bible, to read the Bible, and to learn to hear the voice of God. We need to spend time with other Christians. But there'll be some more explanation about that in just a minute. So God bless you. Have a great week. Remember, do everything you can this week to help make somebody else's life great. God bless you, and I'll see you next week.